Welcome to Bourbon and Blondes, our podcast about enjoying bourbon, having an honest conversation, and empowering women to tell their truth. Hi, I'm Abby. Hi, I'm Elena. On each episode, we start with a tasting of the bourbon of the day, and then we talk about ourselves like every good podcast. We will have a word of the episode and allow the discussion to unfold from there. We hope you enjoy. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was drinking. (laughs) Busy being hydrated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so this episode is a little unique. Because we actually have three bourbons to be tasting. And we are super excited about it. Because they're St. Louis drinks. Well, yes. I, I should rephrase. We have three things to taste. One is a bourbon, two are whiskeys. Yes. But they're St. Louis born and raised. Yes. So it is still 630. Yeah. I will. I had to catch myself. I was saying 360 for a very long time. <laughs> That's wrong. Or I said 314. It's okay. <laughs> L- numbers, they're hard for me. You they should are. be better well, at them. <laughs> maybe I'm a little uh, dyslexic. Okay, so the first one. So pumped. Because. I found out to try. Well, I was, I went on the website to find out what, what we they could have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we found a coffee one. And I'm yes. a huge fan of coffee stouts, beer side of things. It is the Big Jake Breakfast Brew. So fun fact, the Big Jake is their uh, like white dog. So it's like their moonshine, basically. It's the unaged whiskey that they sell. So what they do is they source this directly from Caldi's, like very specifically meticulously picked the bean. They had Caldi's roast the beans. And then they barrel aged the beans and the whiskey. And for those of you who don't know, we do have a few different um, coffee places. I don't know what what you call them, coffee businesses, if you will. Yeah, coffee shops, coffee people. But Caldi's is kind of one of those that were like the homegrown, local. At least I remember they've probably been around for more than ten, fifteen years. But I know. Yeah. I know at least in the past 15 years, like I have a friend that's a chocolatier and he uses Caldi's in his mm-hmm. um, coffee bark, his coffee chocolate bark. Are they from and here? Yeah. 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 So and it's another downtown, St. I think. Louis business. Yes. Yes. Love it. We'll tie that all together later. But you first, let's out. taste the breakfast brew. Full disclosure, we just finished eating dinner. Which was breakfast. Yes. We made pancakes, eggs, and bacon for dinner. Um, and we drank this whiskey for dinner. Like all good responsible adults <laughs> should. Yes. <laughs> breakfast for dinner and whiskey, coffee flavored whiskey it's for dinner. It's the best meal out of the day. Yes. And coffee's great. Okay. So you can definitely smell the coffee. Yeah. I mean, coffee right off the bat, a little caramely, a little sweet. A little. I'm I just th- getting coffee. Yeah. Okay. And then when we taste. I don't know. Scary. I thought it definitely tastes like the bean. If you've ever had like chocolate covered espresso beans, mm-hmm. ex- it tastes like that espresso bean right there in the middle. Exactly. You crunch it up in your teeth and it's a little gritty. <laughs> <laughs> this is not gritty to know. No, but, it's very smooth. But no, actually. it definitely does taste like biting inside of a coffee bean. It tastes like the bean. It doesn't taste like hot bean water, which is coffee. <laughs> yeah, but this. <laughs> hot bean water. <laughs> Sorry, the new name to. for coffee is hot bean Would you water. Like a small or a medium hot bean water. <laughs> It's delicious and it can be had in the morning if you know it's sunday fun day a great brunch Ooh. the next one we're going to talk about is their moonwalker whiskey 
Let's try it out. And this is, so they have like a whole line of whiskeys that are like, they're like their beer experiments basically. So Moonwalker Whiskey was a log boat dark matter beer, which is 97% barley and 3% wheat. So ultimately a whiskey. And what Still 630 did is they took it and they double distilled it. And aged it. And now we're going to taste it. And I am very excited about it. (laughs) Did you say it was... Oh, you said it was 97% Mm -hmm. barley. Yeah, I hit all these points while you were pouring them. I was too too busy playing bartender. (laughs) What do you smell? Oh. Ooh, I smell the beer a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit like... It's a little sweeter. It kind of smells like a brewery when you walk in. Not as hoppy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of get that barley. God damn, they're fucking shit smooth. <laughs> like, they're, they're, woo, buddy. It's got a little heat to it. Yeah. I got the tingly mouth sensation. Yeah. You can definitely it's kind of taste to- the it's beery like, aspect. Like, toffee? A toffee, yeah. I have yeah. a toffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Caramely toffee. Yeah, it's funny because uh, we had heard, well, I've read multiple places, and we both had heard that, still 6 30 which uh total side note is like less than a mile from my house yeah we've walked past it multiple we, times when we went to the blues stanley cup parade we walked right by it and i go elena we walked by it. and she goes no we didn't i go yes we did and um i've heard from multiple people that this is the most delicious whiskey and bourbon people rave about this and now which is funny because i got the same feedback when i was at total wine a few weeks ago i was like yeah so we we're probably gonna start talking about like a st louis homegrown bourbon what do you recommend and they just kind of looked at me like oh you can't you know missouri bourbon's not good but <laughs> there's always a have to recommend one we absolutely love Still 630. We think it's the best. We think it's got the best, like, energy. We think it has the best process, the best product, the best ingredients. And after tasting those first two whiskeys, mm. I mean, I can't disagree. Mm-hmm. It is The hype delicious. is real. Mm-hmm. And it's, it follows through. It's not. It's when you drink it. I personally don't find a burn. It mm. is smooth as shit. Mm-hmm. it's it's easy it's it and yeah a wheat porter it. do you get that i get it on the front the wheat porter flavor at the beginning you do get kind of that like i guess a smoky mm-hmm. flavor kind yeah. of that smoky heavy finish but mm-hmm. you might just have to put a straw in that one mm-hmm. i'm actually most excited about this last one that we're going to be tasting so this is what they are saying is part of their experimental series because still 630 is doing something that i don't think any other distillery does because for the first friday of every month starting in july 2019 for the next five years they're going to release another experimental bourbon they're going to ask you to taste it they're going to ask you to talk about it they're going to ask you to give feedback and from that feedback they're going to build out their bourbon brands five years so while so you- if you're in St. Louis and you're listening to this, please come with us for First Fridays because you don't get opportunities like this. 
No, that's incredible. I actually don't know of any other distillery that is, I mean, there's probably plenty out there, but I don't know of any currently. You have to be like on some elite list. I know. It's, you know, and it takes a lot to try something every single month to change the flavor. So I was just reading on this experimental one because I was curious. I was like, okay, so how long are they aging it? If you're able. I mean, it's not too long. No, but I mean, it's still seven. It's, so this one's 17.5 months. So that's still a significant amount of time that you, it's not, you know, you're not aging it for like three weeks or whatever and a half almost. to be producing bourbon mm-hmm. every single month to be trying out new flavors. Well, that's yeah, exciting. and I'm sure they have like a methodology like, OK, we're going to try this one at 17 and a half months and we're going to try it again at 38 months and then we're just going to see how it goes. But the fact that they are asking the St. Louis community to give them feedback on what they produce are you serious? That's amazing. And I'm sorry, but the fact that that we get to be a part of this, that's so cool. I know. We we were so pumped. We are so pumped. Yeah. To be trying all this, uh, the generosity of still 630 and mm. having us be a part of it is and it being part of our hometown is yes. is it gives you those warm fuzzies. I know. Like, it's I'm like a so St. Excited. Louis thing. It's like a St. Louis mentality. Like, hey, we're gonna try this. You wanna be part of it? Hell yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So should we go to the part where we pop it open and drink it? Yeah. So just a little bit of fun facts. Yeah. Um this Elena's one is reading the label. Tell yeah. us what you see. Yep. So this one in particular is X twenty five. It's a bourbon. Uh, barrel number 15-107. Um, I mentioned before that the age is 17.5 months. And the, it's 100 proof. Ooh. So let's try it out. Okay, pour it up. Pour, pour, pour it up. No, but seriously, I I can't speak highly enough about what they're doing with First Friday. At the distillery, they have this like library of all of these experimental bourbons and all you can get a library card and if you buy x amount of drinks you're part of the society and that kind of thing and it's they're so inclusive of the community i can't get enough of it a little bit more caramely than yeah the other it's two. definitely a bourbon you can yeah. smell it sweeter try it out oh my god i can't stop smelling it cheers cheers very young still has that bite to it it's not aged fully but wow it's still smooth yeah, what good. are you putting in this? Butter? <laughs> Unicorn farts? <laughs> yeah, this is great. Wow. I I may be biased towards bourbon, but this is my favorite that we've tasted of the three. I don't know. The second one, I may like the Moonwalker. Moonwalker. It had a very unique flavor. This one has a little more burn at the end than the oh, other one. so young. Do. Yeah, this one has a higher proof. So the last two that we drank... Was it both were 81? The the big Jake mm. and the Moonwalker were both 81 proof. So I, I'm not surprised. This is 100 proof. See, I think it, for me, I like it because it's a char three. So it's got the higher char on it. Yeah. Which I really like. Yeah, kind of has that smoky. Wow, this bourbon is so good, you guys. So a little bit about. Yeah, let's talk about the we, distillery a little more. We're going to keep because raving. Because it's funny. They opened in 2013. Yes. And are winning medals all over the place. <laughs> they really are. They, I mean, they just came out of the gate swinging. And I feel like they've just been successful. And everybody in the world is recognizing it. 
And I'm excited for them to keep doing these like first Fridays and get some hype yeah. around the whiskey. They so actually we we had a tough time trying to find their whiskey at I, we checked we checked Total Wine. We checked um, everyone. They didn't have that much out in the market, so you have to buy directly from them, which feels. Well, if you want specific things, you might have to go to the distillery specifically. Um, lucky for us, I'm a very direct person, and I just was like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it Saturday, or I want this product sooner, and I just messaged them on Instagram, and like, hey, yeah, no, whatever, we'll work with you. And, I mean, Andrew, their sales and distribution guy is phenomenal. He just was like, yeah, you want to taste this? You want to talk about it on your podcast? Let's do it. Most amazing people, like... They're just like down to earth, good people, and they make fucking great products. I agree, especially after taste. So this is my, this is your first time. Yeah, I've never had a still six thirty product in my life. Neither have I until today. This is our first time trying it. We we did have a little bit of the coffee, um, whiskey. In all fairness, with breakfast for dinner, (laughs) but um, this was our first time trying all three of them. So you got the the instant reaction that we were. I think my favorite thing about them is that they call themselves the indomitable spirits. So they can't be defeated. Like they have that mentality going into creating their spirits, going into creating what they want to sell to customers. They're like, no, we can't be defeated. It's impossible to defeat us. We are going to be the best. And they're fucking doing it. So what's funny about that is people oftentimes think of that as arrogance or like like people Mm -hmm. shouldn't be allowed to go into something and be like, I'm going to be the fucking best. But I think that that's bullshit to go into something and be like, I'm going to be fucking amazing at it and I am going to kill this shit and Mm -hmm. no one's going to stop me is an amazing attitude to have about anything. And it's not the best way to find success, you know, and, and there, there's definitely like humbling experiences and a level of being humble. But I think that in order to be successful and have drive and have passion in an industry, you should go into it and be like, we are going to be the best at this. We are going to be amazing. And that is how you grow. And that is how you produce amazing shit. Okay. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Still 630 is the first distillery to put out a five-year-old whiskey as well as rolling out their first bottles in bond. Hmm. Like they just got, they just got it going on. It's like a science and I love it. Um, But my note that there's only like three people working in this business also. (laughs) Pumped about it because it's in St. Louis. So to tie. To the word of the episode. Tie the word of the episode. Did you pick up on my hint there? (laughs) I picked up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so the word of the episode is home. home. Yeah. So um, interesting word to pick. But I love it. I do too. Yeah. Why? Well, um, I did not learn to appreciate. You will know that I love to travel. Mm-hmm. So I didn't learn to appreciate home until probably like seven years of traveling. At which point, I always thought other cities were more exciting, more interesting, which... And by other cities, she means she's been to 41 countries, so, like, it's an extensive list of other cities. So, a few few other places um, in the world 
that there's definitely places that are, you know, more beautiful than St. Louis. And there's definitely more (laughs) places that are beautiful than Paris. But like, (laughs) but. So which is your home, St. Louis or Paris? Definitely not Paris. (laughs) Never wish to be French. Um, Ouch. Well, we all fir- have our opinion. The first place I was ever mugged was in Paris, so <laughs> maybe I have a surprising. bias. Um, but I didn't really learn to appreciate home until I came home. And I'll no, there's a lot of uh, influence of all over the world in St. Louis, plus com- combined with the fact that we have so much stuff to do here, and it's so inexpensive. The cost of living is so inexpensive and i think that midwest mentality there's uh people are really friendly some of them yeah yeah some of them okay but uh you know i think that when you think of when i think of home i think it's a state of mind okay so Mm -hmm. st louis is home always it's where my family is aside from my sister who lives in new york so new york sometimes feels like home for me too um you know when i travel Mm -hmm. up there and see her but you know at least I know when I travel it's like I like to have the older I get I find that you know hostels are not as comfortable and you know (laughs) Airbnb is is a little bit more is nice yeah but you find like what's comfortable and what feels Mm -hmm. like home and what's comfortable for 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 you and what feels like a familiar place so um there was like a I was looking for a good and solid quote about travel and home and I came across this one I really liked it it's um travel is a brutality it forces you to trust strangers and lose sight of all that is familiar comforts of home and friends you're constantly off balance nothing is yours except for the essential things like air sleep dreams the sea and the sky all things tending towards the eternal or what we imagined of it it's um Caesar. I'm gonna screw up his last name, but it's uh Paveus, maybe. It's a talent <laughs> poet. <laughs> However you pronounce it in I Italian. I feel like it's out, it, like the ending would be like a San Giovese. Pavese? Pavese? Maybe it's Pavese. Pavese? That yeah. sounds right. Okay. Okay. What Abby said. I'll phone a friend <laughs> and we'll ask. <laughs> um, but it's Italian poet and novelist, and I love that quote because. I've talked to so many people that done long-term travel, which is something that I've always dreamed of doing. And it is, it's not easy. People romanticize things, all sorts of things, but like home travel, all these kind of concepts. Like the flight alone is awful. Yes. True. Very true. And so, um, I love the idea of you're constantly off balance because it like removes the romantic notion of like travel and it being easy and pushing yourself through limits and trying to be a better person. Wow. Travel. So leaving home makes you feel what home is. Oh, I like it. It's a very short way of saying what you just spent five minutes talking about. Probably seven minutes. (laughs) Shall I ask you what home means to you, Abigail? Sure. Should I be cliche and do a quote too? Please do. Okay. Home is where the heart is. Mm. Short and sweet. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) The end. Bye. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, No, but I feel like as I get older, that's, that's what home is to me because 
I was born and raised in St. Louis. So St. Louis will always be part of what home is for me. Um, my parents moved to Wisconsin five, six years ago. So Wisconsin has become home because I love my parents and they've created our family home in Wisconsin. I mean, it doesn't hurt that it's right on Lake Michigan and it's the best view in this whole world. But aside from that, they're there and it's home. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, I think home for me, too, is like a space, mental, physical, emotional, where you can be 100% who you are. It's like you're, you have no shame, good or bad. This is me and take it or leave it. Home is like my comfort. Agreed. So you can kind of get stuck there. Like we kind of got stuck here in St. Louis. Yeah. But not always. I will say. Got to go outside your comfort zone sometimes. I will say that as I've gotten older in the city of St. Louis, mm-hmm. the more that this town has been able to offer me. It's like the golden handcuffs at a job. Yeah. That offers you all the good bit of it because it has like cheap rent and beautiful homes free museums free free everything like everything's free so many cool events amazing (laughs) right (laughs) right (laughs) so but i mean i i've had this conversation more than once with people who've grown up in st louis because st louis ultimately is both of our homes like we were born and raised here this is home um you kind of get burnt out on it after a while and then you kind of reinvigorate yourself into the community. You're like, oh, I didn't know this group existed. Oh, I didn't know I could go paddleboarding in Forest Park. Oh, wait, this museum has these events and these days it's free. And then, oh, this distillery, which is fucking phenomenal, is having First Fridays. Okay, sign me up. How about you tell me <laughs> how Still 630 came up with their name? Okay, so it's an ode to St. Louis. On all levels. So if you look at how they do their logo, the S is capitalized at the beginning and then the last L is capitalized, but the S, lowercase t, and the capital L, STL. Surprise. That's <laughs> like, where they are. <laughs> like Nelly says. I'm from the loop. And, and I'm, I'm proud. proud. <laughs> <laughs> and then this I didn't know, mainly because I like avoid the arch because I'm from here kind of thing, but. 630 stands for 630 feet, which is the height and the width of the St. Louis Arch. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Have you ever been up in the arch? Uh, like once as a child on a I've never kindergarten been up in ever. We're going to go this weekend. Are we? We don't have to. No, I don't have time <laughs> this weekend, but maybe next week. We'll like, make it a... I, I, cool, like, I heard it like waves and like blows in the wind. Well, not, not like, interested. Not in like that. a flag, but it you will go up there and you definitely feel like some movement up there when you're at the top. It's a nice view. Or you could just go to the top of my building or and I you'll could see buy a drone and be like, fuck it, I'll just take pictures. With yeah. Melina's camera. <laughs> no, but I think that's cool that they named their even though David, who started the distillery, is not from here, he named it after St. Louis. Not only did he name it after St. Louis. He's done a lot more for the Missouri bourbon world. And that is pretty creative to come up with 630 to like come up with the arch and to yeah. have to do like the research like he to had figure to spend out. a lot of time on Google, maybe like seven minutes. 
looking up the little things about St. Louis. How am I going to name it? But to get inspired to figure out that that's how what they wanted to name the distillery. Yeah. I like it. That's so cute. So to tie it all in together for the end. Home, bourbon. What do you got? We happened to both come across an article on the, some local news uh, that had posted. It's actually national news. Oh, is it national? By now. Yeah. So I found it on a few different whiskings. So House Bill 266 yeah. signed July 11th, which. 2019, like literally like a, a month ago. Wait. No, a week. Two, two weeks ago. We're talking about when, by the time this po- the episode airs. So July 11th, 2019, <laughs> recently, a month ago, dictates that the separate class of Missouri bourbon must meet federal standards for bourbon plus be mashed, fermented, distilled, aged, and bottled in the state. And starting in 2020, all corn used in Missouri bourbon must be grown in the state, which btw um, there's a lot of fucking lot, corn a lot state. of corn in this fucking state <laughs> good or bad there's a lot of corn a lot of corn and starting in 2020 all corn used in missouri bourbon must be grown in the state and use missouri oak barrels yeah only whiskey to have restrictions to where oak barrels or so oak mi- comes from yeah so missouri bourbon is the, so like tennessee is trying to do this at the same time where it's like tennessee whiskey not bourbon but it's still bourbon kind of thing um so Missouri is the first state to dictate where the oak comes from that you age the bourbon in. And how we even tie that deeper into the episode is... About home. We love home. <laughs> is uh, David from Still 630 is the leader of the Missouri Craft Distillers Guild. So he led point on this entire thing. Yeah. Surprise. You were a whitewater raft guide you were a futures trader. You were a distillery owner and master distiller. And now you're a politician. You just never know where life's going to lead you. Mm-hmm. Um, he and said in Missouri, he states, we obviously make the best barrels in the world right here in Missouri. Truth. Yeah. Which ties into which funny enough, we took we're going in like 80 circles in this episode. Did yeah. you notice that? Well, that's about every conversation. Welcome to St. We Louis. <laughs> yeah. This law, I'm just going to end with saying this law is great for agritourism and will help the state's barrel and will help the state's barrel producers and corn growers, which is is huge, especially for somebody who comes from the ag industry. Uh, But there is a barrel maker in Cuba, Missouri. There's actually two two of the biggest worldwide. There's one in Lebanon, Missouri, and there's one in Cuba, Missouri. But we know the one in Cuba because Lena has what she calls a lake house in Cuba, Missouri. (laughs) Some people will call a large pond, but it is a lake. There is water and you can put a boat on it. Correct. So it's a lake. So it's (laughs) McGinnis Wood Products. They began making barrel bourbons in 1987, and they have grown to be the largest, uh, among the largest cooperage in the country, producing over 150,000 barrels annually, and its annual revenue is $26 million. They That's imp- insane. But they don't just produce bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. They send them to Italy and Spain and France to age wine, and... You can buy little mini or baby barrels, and you can age balsamic vinegar in their barrels. Mm. 
which I mean, I can get behind. That sounds delicious. Yeah. It's in a tiny town. I don't know what the population is, but if I was to guess, it's pretty fucking small. It's um, in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. Of course it's small. But they 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 uh, employ 150 people in Cuba, Missouri, which is That's pretty impressive. Yeah, probably because there's 175 that live there. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, um, there's 175 that probably live on the lake or a.k.a. the pond. The pond. <laughs> we have a pond house. <laughs> <laughs> we have a puddle house. Just a small puddle in the backyard. Oh, no. I mean, I I have come around to love St. Louis mm-hmm. and the state of Missouri. I used to hate it. Yeah, me too. And if you listen to me talk, I will still say that I hate it for several reasons. But getting involved in the community and learning about Still 630 and what they're doing and learning about other distillers in the St. Louis area and learning about McGinnis, which is 80 miles south of St. Louis, and learning about... Um, the bourbon act where our government of the state wants to protect what our distillers are doing you just have to feel a, an immense sense of pride around that agreed and I there's agree. our home that is our home that ties it back into the amazing whiskey we mm-hmm. and whiskey and bourbon we just consumed yeah we probably had a little too much huh probably it's also four hours practically of podcasting, cooking, and taking pictures. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. Okay, now we're leaving. Bye. Cheers. <laughs>